Welcome to the Odyssey Podcasts. This is Jean Cavellos, Director of the Odyssey Writing Workshops Charitable Trust. Odyssey is a nonprofit with the mission of helping writers of fantasy, science fiction, and horror improve their work. To fulfill our mission, we offer a six week workshop each summer in New Hampshire, online writing courses and webinars each winter a critique service and consultations year-round, and many free resources, including these podcasts. Please consider making a donation to Odyssey so more writers can build their skills and realize their dreams. We can only continue each year with the support of donors like you. For more information on Odyssey, visit odysseyworkshop.org. Podcast 122 is an excerpt from a lecture by Sarah King at Odyssey 2019 on Tension. The text of this recording is copyright 2019 by Sarah King. The sound recording is copyright 2019 by Odyssey Writing Workshops Charitable Trust. I think I should talk about tension. That's the thing that draws the reader, like, it just hooks them and holds them and and draws them through your story. And a lot of people don't understand that tension is not just, like, actions that are happening to people or, like, a monster chasing somebody. It's the little thoughts, the little things that, like, expectations that are not met or little character conflicts, like somebody doesn't like the way that person looks and they tell them that you know that's tension it's often internal it's the thoughts that you're having it's the the emotions like are you afraid are you uh, excited or worried anxious you know but basically it's like this this constant you you always have to be thinking about this what are you going to do next to keep the reader interested in what you're saying How do you create constant questions, constant conflict, constant um, differences in opinion, differences in what the main character is expecting versus what's happening? How do you trigger emotional responses in your characters? So, what's the most boring scene you can think of? What? Sitting and thinking about their lives. Sitting and thinking about, and drinking tea, right? So, imagine for a second. A bunch of housewives sitting around a table drinking tea. Is that interesting? Um, they're having a really high-stakes conversation. Like, for instance, in Jane Austen, where they're, like, talking about the various men, and they're trying to, like, figure out which ones are abusive and which ones are um, exploitative and which ones are safe to marry. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. That is for me. Okay. Like, uh, yeah? If there's someone under the table alike or dead. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? Okay. Uh, somebody's obviously hungover and like that, or like shooting daggers at the person across yeah. the yeah. So like the way that they're interacting with the person, yeah. like on a um, a physical, like um, their body actions or their glances and stuff. What about setting? Yeah. There's a nice pyramid of grenades in the middle. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? That's, yeah, exactly. It's I can guarantee you that the reader, once they see that there's a pile of grenades on that table and those four women are just sitting there talking about the weather, 
they're going to be paying attention, and they're going to want to know why. Yeah, I think that that is something that Shirley Jackson does, though maybe not specifically the organization. There's an incongruity, right? The situation seems very normal, but something is off. And uh, if the writer doesn't comment it, or the other characters don't comment it on, then our viewpoint character and or the reader is going to be increasingly disturbed. Yeah, and they get really interested, and they want to, to pay attention. And that's how you, like, that's a hook that, that holds their attention. I, I would say that's a really good way to make tension. Um, so let's do a tension exercise. Let's do the, the sunroom tea drinking scene real quick. Write a short scene where two characters are sitting in a sunroom, drinking tea, discussing something that's happened previously in their lives. But here's the twist. Make it not boring, and you can't use grenades. <laughs> Now, here are some questions to spark ideas. How can you pit these two characters against each other by giving them opposing goals? What's the craziest thing these two people could have done to each other in the past? What kind of threats can they make while still smiling and drinking tea? How can they mock each other? Uh, what can be going on simultaneously elsewhere that can affect the conversation? Raise the stakes. Like, what's happening outside the scene, maybe through the window? Who wins the tea down, and how? And what happens to the loser? All right, so how'd you make it not boring? Yes? Um, the tea is strongly implied to be poisoned. Um, yep. They spend a lot of time not, not drinking, drinking it, the tea that they're supposed to be drinking. It, and then they're yeah. discussing what I guess is like a possibly an assassination th that one of them did. Oh, that one of them did. Possibly with this legend, this and that. And anything else? Yeah. Mine were two vampires. And I did okay. not actually get to finish the scene, but the plan was that they were setting up the tea. And then the one was like, I can't believe you took him. And she was like, oh, you know, I have expensive taste. And the one's, like, complaining that the other one took this guy. And the one that took the guy starts walking across the room. And the one who was complaining was like, hey, can I have some? And she takes the cup and, like, opens the door. And the guy's, like, hanging there. And she, like, puts blood in the cup. Ooh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you had your hand oh. up next, right? Yeah, I had two people in the future. And one dropped a piano on the head of the other. In a previous scene, and uh, and then took pictures of the body, and they called the Prince. And uh, your uh, what was it? your your innards were impressionistic upon the sidewalk. I sold thousands of prints based on that photo alone. And then she's there, and then you find out she's in a whole body cast, and she's like trying to take a step, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm going to get fitted for my bio suit next week." And then and then she like with the thumb that actually works, puts a button, and then she like uh, blow darts him. And on the neck, and then she's gonna take pictures of him dying. Wow, that was like <laughs> that was out there. Uh, yeah. Mine's super short. Was here? Yeah. Have you told Roger yet? I haven't told anyone. Mary sipped her tea. You're an idiot. You know that, Georgette. What? Why? Because at this point, if I wanted to ensure the secret stayed a secret, I could just off you right now. But you won't. And why is that? Because you don't believe me. Uh, yeah, and there's there's immediate attention in the the way you you it was like right off the bat too. I haven't told anyone. That's the question. It's like why hasn't she told anyone? Anybody else? Yeah. Um, these are people having like emotional conflicts and attacking each other emotionally, but there are no pianos or 
Oh, it doesn't have to be physical. I mean, emotional is, is actually the stuff that truly, the emotional and psychological um, contortions is what those readers are looking for to feed off of. Yeah. So, anyway, go ahead. Yes, Father said. I'm sure you'll be very happy with him. His voice was infinitely polite. The core of feeling inside it was chilly enough to freeze the air in the room, curl and blacken the monstrosa leaves, congeal the sunlight into blocks that would fall like yellow glass and shatter on the floor. Yellow ice thought Ellen rather hysterically. He concentrated hard on the distracting act of adding another lump of sugar to his tea. I like the way you use that, the distracting act of adding another lump of sugar. That's one thing that, that a lot of people actually um, ignore, is the setting around the character. So, okay, goals. The protagonist's goal should always be driving them. It should be in the back of their head, like, all the time. And if they're out there doing things... There's automatic tension if the antag is doing things to sabotage it or to counter it. And so the, the reader automatically wants to see the protagonist win. But in order to do that, you have to throw a bunch of roadblocks at them. And that creates tension. Like, you make it harder for them. You make it as hard as possible for them to do it but just keep making it worse, keep piling this stuff onto them. So make their goal even harder and harder and harder for them to achieve as the story continues. And don't start letting up on that until way closer to the end. Like, I'm talking like the last chapter where they start to actually do the things that, that they've been like, what? Me? I like kind of like... There's this whole trend of Scandinavian thrillers, right? And I'm not thinking of, like, the girl with dragon tattoo, but, like, there are, like, these series of detective stories, and they're, like, quieter. It's, like, a Scandinavian thing, right? And I kind of like those. They have these very quiet scenes in which they're, like, there's just a missing girl. And, just... and there's a lot of psychological tension, because you don't mm -hmm. know if the child will be found or not. But there's not much external action. It, it's not all about action. It's, it's like I said, it's, it's in so much tension is actually inner tension, it's in their heads, it's, it's what's going on, and that actually leads up to our second exercise, which this should be pretty good, it's, it's what's going on inside the person that's important. Okay, it's a day in the park, it's beautiful, it's sunny, the, the birds are chirping, people are walking by holding hands, dogs are running to catch frisbees, the grass has recently been mowed and the smell is earthy and delightful. It is the definition of the perfect day. Okay, so no tension whatsoever, right? All right, your protagonist has to cross the park. It's four acres of open space filled with happy, smiling, helpful people. Write a few short paragraphs from his point of view. His goal is to get to the other side of the park. Why? What, like, what drives him to get to the other side? What, what is his goal? What kind of emotions and thoughts are racing through his mind as he's walking in the grass and noting all the happy, hand-holding people? Contrast the happiness, i.e. boringness, with the protagonist's epic inner struggle. Ramp up his emotions to 11. Make him obsessed, terrified, even panicked. Like, just, just wrench those emotions out of him. What is after him? What's trying to stop him? 
Put yourself in his shoes and feel every moment of his terror and channel that on the page. Anybody want to share? Yeah? Yeah. Um, it's a person who's in like a psychiatric care facility for reformed assassins. <laughs> um, and to be released back into society, they have to prove that they're not a threat. So she's undergoing a bunch of simulations that she has to get through without murdering anybody. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> and she's already passed family Christmas and high school. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Great. she just has to get through small town Sunday morning where she's just moved to town and all these strangers want to get to know like, her. She gets through it and then she's free. <laughs> Great. That's that's really good. Yeah. Mine was that the character's wife five years ago had had identical twins, um, but one of the twins, they were told, didn't make it. And now five years later, the character sees the doctor on the other side of the park playing with a child who is identical to the one that they already have. Whoa. Um, the doctor and the child are near a car and near the street. And he sees them, um, but if the doctor sees them, they'll obviously flee. But now they're starting to pack up a picnic. And so they're getting ready to get in the car, and so the man has to get to them in time before they leave, but not too fast before they can see you and he can reach them. I like that. And that's very internal. Like, you'd, you'd be thinking about that. Anyone else? Yeah? This is the, the vet with PTSD who promised her therapist that she would like to take a walk in the park that week. <laughs> and if she doesn't, her therapist is going to cut her off, and she's convinced that that means she's going to end up killing herself if she loses her therapist. I like it. That's good. And so it's just her, like, hyper-focusing on all of the, like, there could be a sniper in that tree, that could be that bad. painting basket. That's bad. Don't think about it. that. Right. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. Shut up, you have to do it anyway. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Did did that get you thinking about like how you create tension in an otherwise untense situation? Yeah. Because that's what you're always trying to do. You're always trying to do that in your story. The text of this recording is copyright 2019 by Sarah King. The sound recording is copyright 2019 by Odyssey Writing Workshops Charitable Trust.